Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can find out more about my work as an intuitive and teacher at karenhager.com. And if you follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram, you get more Out of the Fog content. The Adventures of Maisie the Puppy, who is getting bigger. Can you believe it? She's going to be like three stories tall by the time she's done being a puppy. And you might even get a peek into what jigsaw puzzle I'm obsessively working on at the moment. Now then, Echo Bodine is my guest today, and she is here to share her experience with ghosts as human beings who've chosen through their own free will not to move on to the place that our souls call home, what religions call heaven or the afterlife. Echo says that by learning from the human side of what we might call trapped souls, we can make changes now to avoid becoming earthbound when we pass. So are you ready to meet her? Echo Bodine is known internationally for her work as a spiritual healer and writer. She's appeared on numerous national television shows, including Sally Jesse Raphael and NBC's Later Today. She's written a number of books, including Hands That Heal, Echoes of the Soul, Relax, Little Boat Book of Ghost Stories, and A Still Small Voice. Her new book is How to Live a Happily Ever Afterlife. You can find out more about Echo and her work at echobodine.com. Echo, welcome to Out of the Fog. Honey, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So you've been at this for a while. How long have you been working with those who've left their bodies? You know, honey, I think it's been, I I have to say, and I can barely get these words out of my mouth, 54 years. Golly. I know, golly. I know. It's been a long doggone time. (laughs) Do you still get surprised? Are you still learning? I bet you are. You know, honey, yes. I, that's one thing that I really like about my career is that I didn't just grow to a certain point and say, there, I'm, I'm happy with this. It's like, I keep pushing myself to learn more and more and more. And, um, and I'm going to keep doing that until the day I die, because I just feel this this what is it honey it's like this compelling desire to learn more and more about death and about heaven so that I can bring that information to people it's just really important to me to help people not be afraid of death and to understand it better I mean you know we're raised to believe that you know, earth is kind of the place where we suffer, but then we get this amazing reward at the end of it all. And, but that doesn't really tell us anything other than, okay, so if we suffer, we're, we're good. And the more we suffer, we, we get a greater reward at the end of it all. But I just don't think that that's very comforting for any of us. And so I've just been on this journey for as long really as I can remember. Um, And I'm going to still just keep pushing myself. You know, what's cool lately, Karen, is that I'd say in the last, yeah, I guess the last year, I am now having friends that are passing over and they are coming and talking to me, telling me, you know, what they're up to now, what it's like over there. Um, And, and so 
now I get to learn about it uh, firsthand from people that I know. And, and this has got me, it sounds crazy, but it's got me excited because I'm going to get to get information uh, in a whole different way, you know, from people that I actually know, not just from spirits, but from people that have lived here on earth and they passed and now they're over there. So it's like a whole new chapter for the book that I haven't written about yet, but I can talk to people about. Do you draw a distinction between ghosts and people who've passed? Yes, I do. Um, you know, honey? Okay, so one of the things that TV, you know, TV loves to do their ghost shows and they're very popular, but the bummer is that they don't really, really just talk about the reality of all of this, that a ghost is a soul, someone's soul, who, <clears throat> when they died, soul comes out of the body, and we have free will in death, just as we do in life. So our soul can say, I don't want to go over there. And they have their different reasons. But, you know, the bummer with these, with these TV shows is that it just makes it look like, well, a lot of people don't even understand what a ghost is. They just think it's some demonic, evil something. And truth be told, they are simply people who have died. Their soul came out of their body. And for one reason or another, they're saying they don't want to go to the other side. Now, what I have found, there is a difference between a ghost's soul and a spirit, someone who has died and has gone on to the other side, because it's like a ghost has kind of a cold energy to it. It's kind of gray. It's, um, it's a, not a life-giving energy. It's, it's a stuck soul. And a spirit who, like a spirit guide or uh, a deceased loved one that comes to visit us, they have a whole different energy. They have uh, an alive energy. Their energy isn't cold. It's probably room temperature. But, and I know that sounds silly, but you know, for some people that can't see ghosts, if they sense that they have a ghost in one of their rooms, they can walk in that room and just walk around and feel mm -hmm. for a cold energy. And that is the ghost. So there is a difference between spirits that visit us who come bringing a living energy with them and ghosts who are still here. Yes. And TV says ghosts are scary, run from the ghost. It's not really a ghost, it's a demon. You, that's that's what TV says. Should we be scared of ghosts? No. Well, you know what, honey? Okay, I shouldn't say no so emphatically because I've met some ghosts who are crabby and they're really angry. And I've had three different instances where a ghost tried to push me down the stairs. Mm. I had one time a ghost slapped me on the back of my head. He was trying to get me out of this warehouse that he was in. It, you know, he was such an interesting ghost. I mean, 
he had died and a corporation came in and bought his land and they built this huge um, warehouse. And he actually thinks that if he scares enough people in this warehouse, that they'll tear the warehouse down and then it'll go back to the land that he owned. And so he's just going around trying to scare everybody in this building. And he's the one that slapped me on the back of my head and told me to get out of there. And I said, you know, you're, you're stuck. You need to move on. And he said, no, he wasn't going to move on. Um, he actually went up to the roof of the building and we could hear him walking on the roof. And, uh, oh, it was just crazy. He, no, he, he's convinced that he's going to somehow get this building torn down and have it go back to the land that he once owned when he was living. So honey, he wasn't a very nice ghost. He was, he was angry. He was uh, crabby. He, he really had these beliefs that he could scare everybody. Um, so, you know, there's ghosts like that. Um, but uh, there, yeah, I've seen some that are just jerks really. Mm -hmm. um, but, I also have to say that in 54 years of doing this, I've never seen a demon. So I, I wouldn't know what they even look like. I, mm -hmm. Really, honey, I, I haven't had no kind of awful experience um, with these ghosts that the TV shows try to make it. I mean, I, I just think it's unfortunate that they're not being more honest with people more oh, authentic there yeah. I want to use the word authentic because they're not being authentic it's really a shame but people are getting entertained and that's what they want so and yeah. it feeds into the kind of fear that that we have about death Yes. Or the way, right. And so if I watch, I love those scary shows, but I know that they're just entertainment. They're popcorn shows. Right. Yep, but yep. Those, they do feed into our, um, our fear about death, our fear about being getting trapped here, mm -hmm. our fear that something might be hiding under the bed or about to jump out of the closet and yep. get us. So I feel like it, it's too bad. Cause instead of educating, what it does is perpetuate I know. some false beliefs. Yep. Honey, I've had, you know, I've been interviewed by different shows and the producer will say to me, is this the scariest place you've ever been? And I look at him and go, no. Well, could you just say yes for the camera? Oh, it's no. Like, what? And I've even said to them, don't you guys have any integrity? And they laugh and they say, this is TV, Echo. <laughs> okay. What is that supposed to mean? You know? It's well, I could go on and on, but um, it's just a shame. But again, honey, like you said, they're fun to watch. You know, make yourself a bag of popcorn and sit down and get scared. I mean, people love to get scared. <laughs> so, oh man, it's um, it's so interesting, isn't does, it? Does that kind of 
paranormal investigation, that school of paranormal investigation, that's all like provoking and shouting and lights out and all that stuff. Does yeah. that make it because cause we're talking about ghosts are people, spirits are people, right? At least to me with my weird way of looking at thing. Does does that school of in quotes investigation, is that harmful to the ghosts that are there, to the souls that are there and wherever they are? Does that cause trouble for them? Hmm. It's a good question, honey. Is that harmful for them? Hmm. I don't think so. You know, the one thing that people need to be aware of is that um, the ghost actually lives off of people's fear. Because if you think about what fear feels like, it's got a very strong energy to it. And they can breathe in our fear. And that can make these ghosts much taller, much bigger, and give them energy to do things you know, make the lights go out, make the sounds in the house. So they're actually using our energy, our fear energy to, uh, to do all their little antics. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so if we're not feeding them. Yeah. You know, when I, I, my teacher, she taught us, okay, when you see a ghost, don't be afraid because I remember laughing, thinking she's crazy, but uh, she said, don't, don't show fear because they feed on fear. And I didn't really understand that at the time until one night I saw a spirit in my living room. And this is just when I was learning about psychic development and just, just starting to learn all of this. And I got really scared. And my teacher had said, if you see a ghost and you get afraid, then say a prayer that brings you peace of mind, like the Lord's Prayer. Okay, so I saw this spirit, and he was, he just had this gray energy to him. And, uh, and I felt instantly afraid. And honest to God, Karen, I saw this guy grow from about five feet tall to 10 feet tall, within, I would say 30 seconds. And uh, I realized, I thought, Oh, my God, this is what my teacher was talking about. And so I pulled back, I, I started to say the Lord's Prayer. And I made a concentrated effort to stop being afraid. And right before my very eyes, I saw him go right back down to five feet tall. So, so I saw it myself, honey, she she wasn't kidding. They live on our fear. And you know what? I, I did a show. I think it was for sightings many years ago. And there was a man who he had to quit his job because he had, uh, oh, honey, what's that called? Uh, chronic fatigue. Mm. And I realized when I, he didn't tell me that until I was at the house. And we were going through the house and there's a lot of spirits in their house. This man had cameras literally um, installed in every room in the house so that he could watch the ghost activity. And um, what I saw was that these ghosts were taking this guy's energy all the time. And so he had to quit his job because he got chronic fatigue syndrome. It's like, oh, my God, this is terrible. So I said to him, okay, you have to stop being afraid. 
you have to stop feeding. You're feeding the ghosts your energy. And, you know, I, I saw this with another man and I said the same thing to him. You've got to stop giving this ghost so much power because this ghost had picked up a beer bottle and smashed him over the head with it. And he had to get 21 stitches. Okay. And it's like, oh, my God. and I said to him, okay, the next time you feel someone like trying to breathe in your energy, I said, you have to cross your arms or your legs, just cross anything on your body and tell him, I said, yell at him, tell him to back off and leave you alone. And he said, oh, my God, I could never do that. I could never do that because he's so afraid of this ghost. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, honey, really, that's where they get a lot of their energy is from us or even our pets. And, you know, where else they get energy is from our plants. Anything oh. that's living. Yeah. Anything that's living, they can get energy from it. But, I mean. You know, it's crazy to think that all we have to do is cross something on our body. But I remember my teacher saying that, and honey, I've seen it myself. When I've, when I've come up, up, upon a ghost that I can't quite figure the energy, if I just cross my arms, they seem to just back off, which is very interesting. But we're protecting ourselves that way. At least that's what I learned. Well, and you're at least to my way of thinking about it, you're closing your own energetic circuit so that yep. any place that energy is flowing out of you where you may not even be aware of it, you're now just reasserting your, your space. Mm. Yes. You're listening to Out of the Fog and I'm talking with Echo Bodine. Her new book is How to Live a Happily Ever Afterlife, so Stories of Trapped Souls and How Not to Be One of Them. Um, mm. You can find out more about Echo and her work at echobodine.com. Come. So Echo, you were telling me about the guy in the warehouse who was there because he thought if he scared everybody away, that the, the corporation would go away, they'd tear down the warehouse, he'd get his land back. Yes. What are some of the reasons, the other reasons that a soul might stay earthbound, make that free will choice to be, in quotes, trapped here? You know what, honey, uh, one of the, okay, there's two, I would say, two, okay, First of all, there's six reasons that I write about in the book, but there's two main reasons that we have come across. And um, let me just say that when Michael, Michael is my brother and he's a psychic also. So we do this work together and it's really nice to do it with someone else that can see spirit because, you know, I can walk into a room and see a, a female spirit over in the corner of the room with a red dress on and the human part of me always thinks, okay, am I making this up? And then I can look at my brother and say, what do you see? And he'll say, well, there's a lady over in the corner in a red dress. You know, honey, we always are able to confirm for each other or affirm what we're seeing, which is really nice. Okay. So, um, oh my God, I just forgot the question. Oh no, I was wondering oh, why people yes. would stay. If we've got free will, why would we stay? Right. Okay. The second most common reason is that people will say, my ex-husband is over there. My ex-wife is over there. My parents are over there. And I hated my parents. Um, one lady, she said that her boyfriend had killed her and then he committed suicide. And she said, I don't want to go anywhere where he is. 
So these ghosts actually think that if they stay here, they'll never have to see that person again. Okay. And I mean, these are people that are really wounded, you know, by, by these people. And you say, we say to them, you know, heaven is such a big place. That's like saying, you don't want to go to earth because you don't want to run into so-and-so it's like, no, heaven is huge. It's a huge place. And, and we just tell these folks, okay, when you get there, there's going to be a greeter and you just tell the greeter, I don't want to run into so-and-so. And, you know, at first they don't trust us. They think we're trying to fool them. We've had many ghosts ask us if we work for Satan and mm. if we're just trying to collect souls for him, which is so bizarre, but yeah. you know, I, I'm just finding it's our beliefs that are mm, dictating what our deaths are going to be like. Whatever we believe about death is really how it's going to turn out oftentimes. Uh, the number one reason that we have heard over all these years, we always ask the ghost when we go into the house, we look for a person, uh, an invisible person, and we walk up to them, ask them their name, and then we ask them, why are you here? Why don't you go to the other side? The number one reason, honey, is that they are afraid if they go to heaven, they're going to get sent to hell mm-hmm. for things they did bad in their life. And they've never told us what they did, but they have said, you know, I did some bad things. And I just know if I go over there, God's going to send me to hell. And again, that's their beliefs. They have a strong belief in hell. And it's, it's just sad. You know, it's like, wow, when, when, even as I was writing the book and putting the pieces together for the book, Um, I just sat back and looked at the whole thing. And I thought, you know what, it's all about what we believe when we're alive about death. And, um, you know, there was a book a few years ago by uh, a minister uh, who had a near death experience. It was called 90 minutes in heaven. And he wrote about when he went over to the other side, he said he was so happy because he said, What we do in heaven is that we sing praises to the Lord all day. Mm. Okay. Now that is his beliefs about heaven. And I mean, honey, all I could do was laugh when I read that because that says to me that God is an absolute egomaniac. If he he wants people to sing his praises all day, oh, come on. It's just not like that. But he wrote the book, he had the experience, and it was a bestseller, which really kind of gives me the creeps because a lot of people believe that way. And a lot of these folks believe strongly in hell. And it's very sad, but they think that that's where they're going. So when you are connecting with these trapped souls and you're Mm -hmm. feeling into or they're sharing some of these beliefs. I don't want to run into Lenny over there, or I'm afraid I'm going to be sent to hell, or maybe I don't even realize that I'm dead. How are you able to, or maybe are you able to help them change their minds enough that they can pass on? Yes. 
that's really what we do, honey. It's, it's not really ghost busting, it's ghost counseling. And that sounds so silly, but honey, really, that's what it is, is we're talking to these souls. We're, we're reassuring them that of all the years of doing this work, we have never, ever seen that there is a hell that, um, I mean, even the angels have said to us, God would never create a place like that ever. And we talk to them. Uh, we find out always, we find out what their issues are. And then we just talk. We just talk to them, not in a condescending way, but in a very loving way. And just say, my gosh, you're so stuck and you really need to move on. And then honey, we can see Michael and I both, we see the light. And so we can guide them. And that's what we do, especially if there's you know, I mean, one thing I found is if there's one ghost in a house, there's more ghosts in a house. So um, we gather up the souls and we just say, okay, who wants to take charge here? Usually somebody volunteers and we say, okay, everybody, why don't you hold each other's hand and we're going to talk you into the light. And that's what we do. And it's so cute too, because a lot of them just before they get to the light, they turn around and look at us like, <laughs> should we really do this? And we just say, yep, you know, you're almost there and you get to go see your friends and your families and your pets. Your pets are in heaven. And uh, it's really, you know, it's really cool to see them uh, when they go over to the light to, we can feel, we can feel a sense of relief in them. And, you know, Karen, one thing we've also discovered is that people will miss their ghosts. And sometimes they call them back. Because, you know, especially people who live alone, they come home every day, uh, they feel like they're not alone, their ghost does funky little things like play with the computer, turn the lights on and off, um, make noises, just do things. And people like that. They don't feel so alone. So, you know, we've even been called to houses where people will say, you know, I don't want you to get rid of my ghost. I just want to know who they are, why they're here, what I can call them. And so that's the information that we get for them. And then we leave. The ghost is happy. The people are happy. So, okay. You know, we can't force people to go to the other side. And what we can do is just talk to them very, we talk to them simply and realistically and gently. Some ghosts we've had to like, come on, man, you have got to move on to the other side. This is like, there was this one guy. His name was Roy. He was just a jerk. And he loved pushing, trying to push the kids down the stairs. That's when the parents called us. Is that this, they had two little children, and both of the kids kept calling, talking about this man at the top of the stairs that was trying to push them down the stairs. So uh, we talked to the ghost and said, Why are you doing that? And he said, he can't stand children. 
but he really likes this house and he likes the homeowners. And so if he could just get rid of the children, he'd be really happy. Mm. Yeah. So we said, no, 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 no. This, this doesn't work. This, this, these people are living and you are not living and you need to go to the other side. And you know how, talk about clever. My brother, I I remember I stood there looking at him and I said, Michael, how are we going to get this guy to go? And he said, he said, uh, don't worry, sis, I have an idea. So, (laughs) so I just stood there watching my brother and he's talking to his guide and into the room comes a Labrador. Let's see. It was, it, it was uh, like a reddish colored lab Mm. and the dog's name was copper and Roy, you should have seen Roy. He turned from this crabby mean ghost. All of a sudden he looked like a five-year-old little boy. Uh, This was his dog who had died and he got down on the floor, Roy, and he was playing with his dog. And we said, Michael said, okay, Roy, now here's the thing. He said, copper lives on the other side. And the only way you can be with him is that you need to let this go. You need to let earth here on earth. I mean, no, let your life go here on earth and go on to the other side with copper. And he did. Oh, yeah. He did. And the parents, we called about a week later, see how everything was. And the lady said, yep, the kid said the man is gone. Oh Isn't that cool? Gosh. Oh, it's so cool. And this, this book is full of wonderful stories. And uh, from your experience, and also some positive shifts that we that we can make, while we are still in bodies that we can make to kind of ease our fear and have yes. a more informed, more positive yes. focus on, on the process. Echo, I know our, the time has caught us, but thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you very much. Oh, honey, God, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. That is Echo Bodine. Her new book is How to Live a Happily Ever Afterlife, Stories of Trapped Souls and How Not to Become One. You can find out more about Echo and her work at echobodine.com. If you don't already know her name, I'm going to spell it so that you can find the website, find the book. It's Echo, E-C-H-O, Bodine, B-O-D-I-N-E, echobodine.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. And you can even book a private session with me there if you're so inclined. If you use the coupon code podcast when you are booking online, you get 20% off the session fee. How does it work? It's easy. You just go to karenhager.com, click the book a reading button, and then you choose your session length, date, and time. Type in your email address and then see that green button. It says have a coupon code. Click that baby because you do have a coupon code. It's podcast. Type in podcast and the 20% discount is reflected at checkout. And don't forget to follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram for more out of the fog fun, Maisie the puppy fun, and I don't know, jigsaw puzzle madness with occasional yarn thrown in because now I'm knitting again. So you never know what you never know what you're going to get on Instagram. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you 
peace.